Long time caller, first time. <laughs> I've been wondering when I'm going to get on the pod. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fathers, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. Well, hello. Well, hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trey Stinky, as in smells bad, repulsive, really smells bad. Oh, super stinky, oh. fingers, Jose. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> that was well. Some people harsh. get the uh, the name confused with Sticky. So yeah, I thought I, I thought I'd be more yeah, that that one girl. Remember clear the the girl. There was there was a girl one oh, yeah, time. The Twitter girl <laughs> that said something. Or the yeah. ex the ex girl. Now. Uh oh. What? 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 That no, fast. that's just the app. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought, I thought you just dropped some personal info on, here on, all of a sudden. She just listened. Just so you know, I just broke up with yeah. you. <laughs> you ever broken up with a girl over a, a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> just go about three minutes in on the episode. <laughs> just how I feel you'll pick you. up what I'm putting down. Uh, no, shit. she's our number one listener. Uh, so <laughs> what? Wait, hold yeah. on. Get the fuck back. Hold on, yeah. Muppets might have something to say about that. That's what. That's what this dick do, dude. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh, oh, easy. Well, imagine right. if you're a fucking Muppets, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Um, I got nothing to say about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the show, I'm sorry. That's a lot of intel, like inside information. <laughs> But that's just uh, what you're in for here at the Fantasy Football Fathers on the X app. Um, <laughs> Quit doing that, dude. It's Twitter. Is it? It's formally known as Twitter. Yeah. I don't oh, did it change? Yeah, I don't it's know officially it, changed. I don't know what Twitter is. It's just the X. I don't even know what the internet is, dude. <laughs> well, what is fantasy football? Do you know what that is? Yeah, we get together and we keep shit on paper and we write that shit down. Hell yeah. That's what we do. And... uh Today, tonight, whenever you're listening, we're doing a mock draft, and then we're also going to be talking about our kind of preseason week one takeaways, because there's a bunch of shit happening in the fantasy football world because of preseason. Does it matter? Does it not matter? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it, but uh, preseason news, two running backs, veteran running backs got signed to contracts. We've been waiting months for them to get signed. Kind of like it seemed like one of them was just holding out for the other one to sign so they could do the do it after. I think know? that's what it was, figuring out what the price tag would be. I think their contracts are pretty similar, but um, around like seven mil. Oh, one six, one's eight point six. So who got eight? Well, we'll get there. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. We'll get there. I didn't want to like jump the gun too quick, you know. Such a tease, dude. He is a tease. It will, whatever their contracts are, though, it does it, it will indicate like. Have a good indication on like future value for running backs. Yeah, even though the, even though they are like towards like the end of their careers, I think that's a good indication of their running backs. Yeah, I would they're say towards, once towards the end of his career because once you know, kind of they're on they're on the downswing. Shitty. I would say at least. I would say so. Either way, All it's right. a good indication of where the running. Uh, Herbach is a be. Dalvin Cook truther, though, so he will not 
He will die on that hill until he's fucking until, until, until he's, what twenty six? Twenty. Okay, so he, yeah, he's a thirty eight year old. All right, and running back. He's years. he's coming off of four straight thousand yard seasons, and Zeke uh, has literally gone lower in yardage every year of his career. I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just it's a running back years thing. It's like dog years. You do it. It's different math. He's twenty eight. Yeah, so he's got two more years, <sighs> at least. All right, let's um, jump into the contracts. Number one, I guess we're already here. So, yeah, I mean, f- fuck, we made it. We're I don't here. Want to, I don't ever beat right. around the bush. So we're in the news. Uh, we're talking about Zeke. So Zeke goes to New England, right? Six million base, I think, uh, plus uh, incentives. No, six million is with incentives. Six million with incentives. Um, so he's in New England. Let's start there. Ramondre Stevenson, back end of the second round, is his average draft position right now. What does it do? Does it change Stevenson's value? Does it not affect him at all? Is he still worth a back end of the second round price tag? Um, I think it has to change his value some. I mean, as much, even though Zeke's not the player he used to be, he still had put up uh, almost 900 yards last year. In 15 games, so he missed two games that way, and was still an RB2 for the season. So even though it's not what we have come accustomed to with him, he still put up a solid number, or a solid season, and he's going to get his touches in New England. Uh, we all know New England likes to run uh, you know, a committee back there, so uh, Ramondre still should be a starter in everyone's league, but I think you need to temper expectations a little bit. Oh yeah, when, like when I first saw this like this signing, the first thing I thought of was, okay, now we're back to Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, essentially, because uh, Zeke, it's probably a product of being on the Cowboys, but he scored a lot of touchdowns. Damian Harris' specialty before he left the Patriots was scoring touchdowns. Yeah, he was used a lot in like red zone and all that kind of stuff. Ramondre, for whatever reason, is not using the red zone, and I have a feeling like Zeke's going to be using that role. So when they get in the red zone, Zeke might have a similar year to Damian Harris, which honestly would almost mimic the stats he put up last year. Yeah, and I, you know, and the way Bill Belichick likes to use his running backs, it's really whoever has the hot hand. So if Zeke is on one one day, you're going to see Ramondre on the bench for most of that game, and vice versa. That's just kind of the way he likes to do things. Hey, R.I.P. I mean, real quick, <laughs> R.I.P. real quick to someone we thought were getting majority carries. We can't have shit in this fantasy world. <laughs> Like, yeah. Now there's Zeke. We thought at least Ramondre was going to get majority carries. Now Zeke's in the fold. That just goes to show never draft early. Yeah, I mean, um, Damian Harris had 106 touches last year total, was dealing with injury, but Ramondre still finished as the RB11. Um, so, like, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it, but him still being a back end of the second round, you know, you're drafting him probably as your RB1 if you take a receiver uh, early in the draft um, and you're drafting there at the back end of the second. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is tough. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, th- I I don't think it changes him too much. I, th- I still think Ramondre has a big year, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it goes. He's going to get goal line work. He's going to get short yardage work. Valuable touches, touches within the red zone, um, which is what you want with the Patriots. 
Yeah, so that freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I, I don't think it changes that much either, but I mean, I think he goes from, you know, the borderline RB1 in terms of being a top 12 guy to more likely ending up more like the 15 range where he's going to be a really good RB2 for you, but he's not going to give you exactly RB1 numbers. Yeah, I'm accurate on this. Ramondre gets more yards, but Elliott gets more touchdowns. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's how I feel is yeah. going to happen. I don't think that's an outlandish thing to say at all. I'm, I'm just so disappointed because we can't have shit. Yeah, I, I get butt hurt. I'm like, dude, can we not have a running back one in this goddamn league? We well, were talking before the podcast. There's maybe five guys we can name that we know are going to get majority carries. And this is just like Ramondre out of the conversation. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how much his ADP falls. If it falls a good amount, I'm willing to buy the dip because I still think Ramondre is a much better running back. But Yeah, we'll you said he's going back end of second of the second round right now? Prior to this news. Like right. the last draft I did. That but I mean, honestly, if, even if he drops a half a round later, I'm okay still taking him at that point. If he drops mid to I late third, I'm, I'm okay with that still. I don't think I, he, I think he's going to. He's a good pass catcher. Like he's still going to get the passing work. Um, if anything, I think this completely kicks kind of Pierre Strong out of that yeah. possibility of of getting that passing role. No, he's fucked. Um. So yeah, I'm okay with that. If his ADP falls a little bit closer to the back end of, you know, midway through the third or back into the third, like. I'll I'll take him there all day. Starts to look like a value. So, but uh, the other big veteran running back that got drafted, Dalvin Cook, officially goes to the Jets. Uh, this is kind of what we were thinking would happen. Eight, up to eight point five million dollars for Dalvin Cook to the Jets. He didn't get drafted. He got signed. Or did I say drafted? Yeah. Um, I just want to fuck with you. But yeah, yeah, he got signed. That'll happen. Um signed to the Jets so Brees Hall another guy that was kind of at the back end of that second round now has a, a running mate there in Dalvin Cook dude can I not continue my fucking rant what the fuck we had like Michael Carter to worry about a little bit when it came to Brees Hall well only because Hall was coming back from the injury and like they still think he's gonna be ready for week one but it's looking that well they said he's gonna be ready for training camp and that hasn't happened yet either so I'd say I'm I'm much more worried about Brees Hall than I am Ramondre Stevenson. 100%. How this is all played out. Oh, yeah, definitely. And but let's just say like, you know, Brees Hall does come into the year healthy without Dalvin Cook in the backfield. It's like his only threat is Michael Carter, and we know that he's probably not going to do anything to really uh, like threaten the throne. But now Dalvin Cook comes in, and we all like Dalvin Cook. You know, Big Irby loves Dalvin Cook. Say it again. What Production's there. Four, yeah. four straight years of 1,000 yards. Yeah, really. Tell the Vikings offense, if you're not Justin Jefferson, a lot of people who are productive and get underrated, Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> but, yeah, so another person we got to take off that list that you could draft and be wholeheartedly happy in the fact that you're going to get a running back one with majority carries. So another one on the chopping block. In three years, we're not even talking about running back ones. At this uh, rate. It could be. Um, so how do we see this backfield playing out? Assuming yeah. Brees Hall, once, maybe let's say once Brees Hall is fully healthy. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook at the beginning. I, I don't think Brees Hall is there yet. I, I don't think they want to bring him back in a hurried capacity. I think they're, now that, especially now that they signed Dalvin Cook, it's going to be a, a slow process getting Brees Hall back involved because – 
Well, I mean, now they have that luxury to do so. Yeah, and they can still win games without having to rush him back. So, yeah, I'm I'm really kind of out on, you know, right now consensus ADP Brees Hall's the running back thirteen. Ooh, no. Um, so he's going, you know, right outside the top twelve running backs, a, a, basically a high end RB two. Man, I it's uh, he's a great talent, but. They are gonna run the shit out of Dalvin Cook. Why? Why are you saying no, Big Irby? Too high. Uh, with the Saudi and Dalvin Cook, high, yeah, yeah. that's way too high. I mean, you're talking with, about uh, with the injury and the signing of Dalvin Cook, who still has tread on the tires. You know, if it was Zeke, it, it would be different. If it was, you know, Leonard Fournette, I wouldn't really be that worried. But the fact that it's someone that really has a lot of tread on the tire, I think it, I think it shows more that the Jets and Coach Sala are, are really worried about getting Brees Hall back in a timely fashion. I think it's going to be a slow process. Uh, I'll just say this real like quick. half the season. I don't know. This is – it's crazy. Oh, me. yeah. It's a good signing for them. Like, for one year, because you got a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, let Brees Hall come back slowly, all that good stuff. Um. As far as, like, ADPs go, though, like, say you're drafting this weekend, up, upcoming. We're recording this on Monday night. Um. You're not going to get like an accurate, a really accurate ADP ranking on most of these people until this weekend passes. Because that's when more like most of the drafts and like a lot of people are doing mock drafts throughout the week. Yeah. So, I mean, a week from now, like Brees Hall's RB 13 or overall 13? Uh, overall. It, he's going to drop. I mean, that's what it is right now. Oh, I can see it like almost doubling, like being like below 26 after the Dalvin Cook signing. Yeah. I mean, realistically, so right now he's going. About was that overall? Thirty-two. Thirty-two overall. So you're talking about the back of the second round, early third. And realistically, I don't think I'd touch him unless it's probably double that amount farther deep at this point. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to see that reflected on websites where you're drafting from, yeah, most likely. Yet. So you got to keep that shit in mind because th- this weekend is like the last this weekend and the next weekend, uh, what the twenty fourth or wherever it is, uh, before the last weekend before the season starts. These ADPs will be everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what what do you guys think? What's the earliest you think you take Brees Hall after what's happened today? Um, I'm kind of just out. Like, I don't, I, like, what's the farthest we could see him dropping to round four or five? Yeah, like, probably not, but I, that's too early for me. I would, if I'm going to take Brees Hall, I'm probably drafting him as my third or fourth running back on the right. roster. And so you're talking pretty deep in drafts. Yeah, um, honestly, my first reaction was, like, round eight. And at that point, yeah. that's when you might be getting your third running back. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just too much unknown. But the thing is, people will still draft him way higher than that just because of his name and he's a talented guy. But let's be realistic about it. They're bringing in, you know, the best running back on the free agent market, Dalvin Cook, for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. they actually think they need him. So they're not bringing in Leonard Fournette and seeing what he's got left or Kareem Hunt. Like, it's fucking Dalvin Cook, you know, so. Uh, and and uh, that brings up a good point. Two guys that are still available that can come in and fuck up your running back room on someone you think is going to be an RB1. Yeah. Leonard Fournette gets signed to a team. He's going to take some take some carries. That's for damn sure. Kareem Hunt, he comes on the team. He's going to take some snaps. Yeah. Like, it's. So, beware of who you're drafting and who you got your eyes on because these teams might sign that person and totally fuck what you expect. 
Well, we're doing a mock tonight, so it'll be interesting to see where those guys go um, in this mock, which always is updating with ADP and all that. So be curious to see where those guys go. Uh, but other preseason takeaways, preseason week one just finished up. Kendra Miller um, is out with a knee sprain. When we start looking at the Saints backfield and that, that Saints preseason game, uh, Derek Carr looked good. They drove oh, the ball yeah. right down the field, uh, scored a touchdown. Uh, receivers looked really good. Kamara looked good, <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm still not buying it, but he did look good. Um, Suspension, Kendrick, though, right? Kamara. Three weeks well, yeah, it's, suspended. Yeah, three weeks. Um, Kendra Miller's likely to miss some time with a knee sprain, like one to two weeks. They say they're optimistic about him being ready for week one, but he is dealing with a knee issue. Um. So Jamal Williams first three weeks, right? Jamal Williams for sure, and you know, yeah, it'll I, be a benefit the first three weeks. I'd be interested to see if they end up signing one of these veteran guys, like a Kareem Hunt or someone, in the meantime. But that'd be a hell of a backfield, dude. Yeah, think about that. You got Kamara, Jamal Williams, young boy. Um, God, I already Kendra forgot. Miller. Miller. Kendra Miller. We all like him. But then you got either. Um, Kareem Hunt or Lenny Fournette. That, that's a pretty crazy. I don't see them here. adding someone though, knowing that Kamara's out for just the first three weeks. And Kendra, they seem pretty optimistic that he'll be ready to go week one. So, I mean, it seems unlikely that happens, but you know, who knows? Um, honestly, is there is there a part of you guys that think that even though Kamara's missed three weeks, he might come back with a vengeance? He might, dude. He might have a chip on his shoulder. The last last year sucked. Yeah. He sucked last year. Like, let's be real. He he was. Not good, but the Saints as a whole were not good. Maybe he's revitalized with the with Derek Carr playing well. Michael Thomas is back healthy. Like they feel like they have a real shot, you know. Um, yeah. So and you're playing with a quarterback in Derek Carr who knows how to read defenses and it doesn't have a problem dropping the ball off. That's where the defense allows. He him got to a lot of little dumps. Yeah, design <laughs> design little fucking turds too. <laughs> Yeah, Dad, is it my son? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm like, he's killed me the last two years, and now this year, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with Kamara, but he's probably gonna come back and fucking just crush it because of that. Well, when Kamara comes back, Michael Thomas will probably be injured. So, <laughs> um, what else? That was my take last year. It's my take this year. <laughs> I hope he makes it, but goddamn it, the odds ain't good. Hey, man, his two games he played last year, he looked really good. He put up two really good weeks with their numbers. Oh, come on, man. That's like having a coworker. It's like, yeah, when he shows up, it's great, but he's never <laughs> fucking here. I, no, I, I understand. I'm just saying. Like, when he's on the field, he does produce. He just has to be on the field. Don't make me get into it again, man. All his injuries on the same side of his body. He's fucked. He's going to retire soon. Don't do it. Um, if you don't believe me, look it up. All his injuries, same side of his body. But, yeah. Anyways, Jim. <laughs> all good. Wrap that up. <laughs> Take it away, Jim. Okay. What's the weather this week? Um, so other preseason takeaways, um, Ty Chandler, Minnesota backfield. It was pretty interesting, like figuring out who is going to be the, you know, the backup to Alexander Madison. Ty Chandler looked really, really well, really good, uh, played well. Um, seems like he has a clear hold on that RB2 in Minnesota, received a lot of praise from the coach so that's another uh thing i noticed don't know if you guys saw their game at all but i mean i am a seahawks fan 
I only watched the Raiders. It's been one week, though. I'll catch more games. All right, so no comments on that. No, All right, no, so no, I, uh, you know, moving on. No, real quick, I, in regards to Alexander Madison, because everyone absolutely bombarded that bandwagon the second that Dalvin Cook was released. But I have a feeling he doesn't have as good a season as people expect him to have. I think the addition of Trey McB- uh My sketch. I was like, now <laughs> Trey Swan on a flyer got me all distracted. Um, the addition of Ty Chandler and then they drafted uh, McBride this year. I think that they're going to play a bigger role than most people are expecting. And I don't think Madison's going to have that, you know, 12 yard season that I think so many people are expecting him to have. He's a round four pick. Um, so you got to be in on him as basically your RB2. If you're uh, willing to go down that road, I'm out as an RB two. Um, Eagles running back room that is a complete mess right now. Oh, yeah, uh, it is. As far as trying to figure out what the fuck they're actually doing. So Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, both didn't suit up for the game. That's normal. They were with the team last year, so I I get that, but also interesting because uh, DeAndre Swift started the game. Um. And then Rashad Penny came in later and played through most of basically the second quarter. So, I mean, you 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 don't have to invest a whole lot into these guys. They're basically, I mean, DeAndre Swift. I did a mock draft the other day, and someone took him in like the fourth round just because he started the preseason week one game. So you're gonna have idiots in your league that do that, but uh, just because of the name value, but. Man, it's it's more and more becoming a running back room that I just want to avoid because I have I have zero clue what's going to happen here. Who's going to be the starter? There were reports of Kenneth Gainwell has been the most impressive in camp, getting a lot of first team reps. And he does know the offense compared to the other guys, but true, and that that could be all that it is, right? Is the fact that he was with the team last year and knows the offense, showing the other guys what to do. But we don't know, <laughs> so. It- if you want a good, you know, um, sample size, just, we haven't fucked with the Eagles backfield for a couple of years. I, I know you guys, I think mostly Tyler has really liked Miles Sanders. At least, like, we all know what it is. Highest Five average, yards a carry. Uh, yes, highest <laughs> yards per carry, right? But there was always other guys involved, right? Yeah. Like, Boston yeah. Scott would randomly have fucking 20 carries, and then Kenneth Gainwell. Like, dude, there's something about the Northeast. They're like the Patriots. You, you can't trust the backfield. Yeah. I mean,. It's one of those things. It's just, it's a tough backfield. Like the offensive coaches clearly want to go with a hot hand or keep people fresh, whatever the, whatever their their plan is. There is kind of just. I think it's really riding the, the hot hand because Miles Sanders have huge games and he was almost non existent at the end of last year and throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of just weird. Uh, and I mean, if I'm gonna roll the dice on anybody there, it's still gonna be Swift and Penny. Um. Just because I think they're the better running backs overall. But I don't want to take him anywhere near even, like, the sixth round. No. Hey, we were talking about, like, conspiracy theories before this. And they're going with the hot hands. And back in the day, right, running back ones were running back ones. People don't have hot hands these days. Maybe it's a cardiovascular issue. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thanks to the vaccine. Get that blood pumping. Constricting the blood flow. Can't be a hot hand every goddamn week. (laughs) Thanks to the vaccine. I'm kidding. I don't don't know shit. Uh, don't don't listen to me. I had no idea where you were going to begin that sentence. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> well, you can't have hot hands. You got 
blood flow issues. Yeah, that's that's, that's fair. That Very is, true. And that's that just is, science. Uh, science, yeah. scientific fact. And that's hey, just yeah. science. These young kids these days, they got cold hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> vaccinated pussies. Dude. Yeah, like ain't never work. <laughs> Boy, right. scared to work. Uh, thank you, Doctor Jose. Um, <laughs> moving on. That sounds so illegitimate. Have <laughs> you ever met a Doctor Jose in your life? Just walk away. <laughs> would you be US. Would you be worried about your provider? <laughs> hey, hey go in his office. Look on the wall. There ain't no diploma. <laughs> no, there, ain't no diploma. <laughs> there ain't no fucking. What are uh, they? Yeah, there ain't no nothing. Graduation. So you need to graduate from. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> Mitchell Tan. That's pretty Mexico. much it. We should get this. Uh, we should get this mock draft going. Troutman going to be the tight end one in Denver. I'm sorry for all you Dolchich fans, but Troutman was a guy that Sean Payton brought in to the doing of the Saints when he was still the coach there. So he's going to ride or die with with that guy just because that's what Sean Payton does. And then uh, Khalil Herbert made a big play, started the game as the RB one. Played with just the actually, first team. The whole first team of the Bears offense looked amazing. So they actually looked really good. Great blocking on the screen from for DJ Moore and for Khalil as well. But uh Khalil made a great play and looks like to be the RB one. He was getting drafted in like the ninth round. I think before that play happened, it's gonna go up. But are you still willing to pay, let's say, a fifth or sixth round price for Khalil Herbert? I was gonna say sixth. That sounds yeah, about right. Six sounded right to me as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, about I think it, maybe it kind of. I think it kind of depends how how the draft goes at that point, how your team's shaping up. Exactly. Um, well, Tyler, I mean, Lock- Tyler I, Lockett's in the six, so. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean Tyler's Lockett? Yeah. I, I claim all Tyler's. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> a little home, bro. Unsigned Ty- Tyler. Our little Tyler house. With all the Tyler's <laughs> living in it. Come here, my boy. My house is more things. Did you want to finish your Tyler topic, or? Well, we were on the Khalil Herbert topic. You just threw out Tyler Lockett at random. As, as I do, do. Yeah. as I do, yeah, as you do. Um, no, I, the fifth is is a little tough. But then again, you are at that point drafting him as your possibly second running back but more than likely your third running back so that's a pretty good spot for him to, to be taken yeah i'm all about that yes sir all right any other uh preseason takeaways you guys want to mention before we start drafting uh Derek carly fucking great aiden o'connell on the raiders that. i'm being a little bit of a homer <laughs> a homer but i've told you guys this a million times jimmy garoppolo is hot garbage no but we we've all said that i mean there there are How episodes where I saw like Garoppolo's not gonna play the whole season because he never does. And why turn to to Brian Hoyer when you had and you might as well go to Aiden O'Connell, your rookie, just to see how he does. Mm-hmm. Like there's no point going to Brian Hoyer. And in Dynasty Leagues, you got extra spot in your taxi squad. Why fucking not? Throw that boy on there. That's my big point. If you didn't get a quarterback and you got one you want to put on your taxi squad, that's a good one because there's not much longevity going on there in Las Vegas. So I'll get off my uh, my yeah. accurate high horse and let you take it away. Your, ra- your Raiders <laughs> soapbox. <laughs> I know what's happening within the organization. Any other Raiders news <laughs> that we need to know about? Michael Mayer didn't play any snaps in the first preseason game, which means he's definitely 
the tight end one on this fucking offense. He's a great blocker. He's a really good blocker. He's going to score <laughs> a bunch of blocking <laughs> points for your fantasy team. I mean, I don't think anybody Fuck questioned you. him being the number one tight end in Las Vegas. It's more how many, how many blocks know. can he get? Hella, dude. Hella blocks. Nice. It gets you on the field. We like snap percentage for tight ends. Can we Why get, are you guys doing this to me? Can we get? Can we do a custom stat where it's plus one point for every pancake block? Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> Trey's favorite league type. Tight ends only? I'm going to start one. <laughs> tight ends only? Tight ends and D only, dude. Everyone gets five tight ends. Bonus point for, for cakes. If you got cakes, bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, cakes and tight ends, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, indeed. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't get me going. Uh, all right. Um, what we have is a 12-team half PPR mock draft standard. One QB, two running backs, two receivers, and a flex, and a tight end because that, believe it or not, is still majority of what people play uh, for all you super flex freaks and uh, all that shit. Um, if you want us to do one of those, hit us up at the FF Fathers on X. God, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called now. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you have to and we'll do adapt. that. This is OnlyFans. I'm adapting up dude. on X. Evolve and fucking survive, you know? Adapt, overcome. Yeah, conquer. Yeah. Or whatever the say. <laughs> whatever that meme is. <laughs> <laughs> it's on somebody's wall somewhere. Um so anyways, that's what we're doing right now. Um kind of go through all of our picks blah 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 why we picked that player so yeah let us know uh who won the draft after uh we're gonna randomize teams in three two one come on baby come on bitch oh fuck fuck you yeah baby (laughs) you guys are fine no i know I like my spot all right uh okay so here here it is uh i'm fucked stinky as in smells bad, fingers <laughs> is drafting at the six. That can't be a fucking saying, first uh, of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, Big Herbie, Herbox drafting at 11. I'm drafting at uh, 12. So that'll be interesting. Um, okay, I'll show you how to draft from a bad position. Cause this yeah, that's is a good the, point. Probably the worst spot to draft from, right? Literally in probably the middle. Probably one of my least six favorites. Or seven. Yeah, yeah, six or seven is probably my two favorite Least favorite places That's to draft. Terrible. But I pick first. Out honestly, of all of us. honestly, anywhere between like four and nine sucks. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you want to be towards the beginning or the end in a snake draft. All right. Well, does be, anyone not do a snake draft? I don't know. I mean, some be people, super aware if no one did a snake draft. Um, I've done a couple like third round reversals, but it's still snake draft. So gotcha. Yeah, a lot of people do auction drafts. Um, I haven't done a ton of them. Not really my. My thing, it takes fucking forever, um, so I don't really like that, but... Uh, Speaking of taking forever, start yeah. this shit. All right, let's start this shit. Uh, it should be a sumptuous draft sumptuous. as we start. <sighs> this is going to be fucked, man. I hate drafting from this position. That that part of the first round right. is so vague. Here we go. Boom. Chris- oh, jeez. Oh, volume yeah, up. Kill the volume. All right, so here we go. The first five picks Whoa. of the mock draft go... Whoa. Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey at the 102, then Justin Jefferson at the 103, Bijan at the 104, Eckler at the 105. So Trey's up at the 106, and he's got some interesting options there. You're choosing from 
some pretty high end receivers. What uh, and running backs, I guess. What What is your speak? Mm. <laughs> 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 talk. Thank, uh, thank you. <laughs> Say something. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At this oh, point, shit. the three running backs I'm interested in are gone. Shout out to Big Irby for calling this a lot of running backs in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but John Robinson's probably going to be the second running back taken off the board. You've been calling that for a hot minute, and that seems to be definitely a trend as we're going into the season. So you were definitely accurate about that. And like Jim said, wide receivers, uh, uh, really a lot of wide receivers available. A couple running backs. I'm not taking Nick Chubb. Uh, going towards, I'm coming from the bottom here. Saquon, Saquon Barkley is interesting, but I want to stick with the tried and true as far as first round goes. Yeah, it's an easy pick. Yep, yeah, it's going to be Jamar Chase. Okay. Um, I you. could choose between him, Cooper Cup, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is very interesting, but Jamar Chase is more to me. Cooper Cup coming off an injury. I do like him, but I'd rather have someone who has been injured. Jamar so. Chase has been the 102 in almost every single draft I've done. So getting him at the 106 is definitely a value. Uh, after Stinky Fingers gets Chase at the 106, Cooper Cup at the 107, Tyreek Hill right after him, then Saquon and Nick Chubb. Now Tyler's up at 11. Yeah, at this point, uh, there's no running back I want to take. Uh, the next available would be like John Taylor, Derrick Henry, but um, Stephon Diggs is still on on the table. He, I think, he's consistently one of the safest picks in the draft, especially at the back end of the first round. So Stephon Diggs is a pretty easy choice for me here. I agree. Uh, yeah, that's easy choice. And honestly, I got an easy choice here at the one twelve. In my opinion, I'm going to take uh, the two studs at the top of the board, AJ Brown and CD Lamb, and oh. just have some superior wide receivers there. Devontae Adams, yeah, was there. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Derrick Henry, blah, 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 J- Jonathan Taylor. But uh, for me, AJ Brown, CeeDee Lamb, just kind of sure things. And uh, they're going to get a ton of targets on good offenses. So to have an elite receiver group like that, starting out the draft, I'm happy with. For sure. And, uh, you know, I'm going to actually go the same route here. Um, I really don't want anything to do with Jonathan Taylor. At this moment, Derrick Henry, as much as I continue to say, the wheels will eventually fall off. He hasn't shown it yet. But I'm not going to risk it this year. Um, and unfortunately, Devontae is just on a bad offense. So I'm going with Amon Ra. Yeah. Ha <sighs> think ha. I think that would be my, my pick as well. Amon Ra is the sun god. So, I mean, you know, when you have a cool nickname like that, you're going to get drafted pretty high. Uh, so after Tyler takes the sun god at 202, Devontae Adams goes at 203. Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board at 204. Derrick Henry right after that. And then Jonathan Taylor at the 206. Now Stinky Fingers is up at the 207. Just took Jamar Chase uh, in, with his first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of got gifted this pick here. I know he's having contract disputes, but I think after – um, the two signings today with uh, God, why am I blanking it out right Zeke now? Zeke and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Zeke and Dalvin signed today. I think Josh Jacobs is going to fold here pretty soon with his contract negotiations and try to get something done. Every game that he misses, he's going to miss six hundred thousand dollars. So it's a lot of money. Yeah. So I think he is going to sign before the season starts, and 
like we were talking about a little bit before and before the podcast, there's very few running backs in the league that are going to get majority carries. He's one of them, and I'm going to take him. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, right. he's still one of those question marks, right? But like, in my opinion, right now, he's going to play for the Raiders at some point. You know, uh, whether it takes a week or two into the season, but I'm with you on the fact that I think he'll 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 figure it out before week one and and not miss out on those paychecks. So. Yeah, I mean, could finish again in the top three running backs. So you're getting him in the second round, middle of the second round, not bad value. Uh, so after Trey takes Josh Jacobs at 207, Garrett Wilson goes at 208, Jalen Waddell right after that, Tony Pollard, Ramon J. Stevenson, then Josh Allen at the 212. Uh, Mark Andrews goes at the beginning of the third round, 301. He's getting more and more expensive, almost out of the third round now, which is getting a little ridiculous. Uh, T. Higgins goes right after that at the 302. D.K. Metcalf, Chris Olave, then Najee Harris at the 305. Trey, you're back up 306. If Mark Andrews is healthy, he belongs in that draft range. But that's a big question, is if he's going to be healthy. He so, should be. And also, I mean, the Baltimore offense is be completely different this year. They're going to throw the ball a lot more with Todd Monk, uh, Monken yeah. in the fold there. So uh, I think Andrews picks gets back to where he was previous to last year, or at least at the beginning of last year when he's could was he, going crazy. Yeah. Finish as the tight end one? Oh yeah, I think he could. Absolutely. He was oh, he definitely. was outpacing Travis Kelsey last year until he fell off the face of the fucking earth. Yeah, and I believe I did draft him in the third round of is it last year or the year before. He's in the right spot if he's healthy because yeah. he's that involved. I drafted in him offense. last year. In he's our, the number one target, you know, on that offense for sure. No matter what happens with Bateman and Zay Flowers and Odell, he is the number one target. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy who has Lamar Jackson's trust. Exactly. Just just have a high injury risk at this point. Um, not a high one, but he has been injured, so hopefully he doesn't get injured again. Uh, at this point, I have a top-tier receiver, in my mind, a top-tier running back in Josh Jacobs. Jalen Hurts is available which to me seems like easy money. I'm choosing between him and like Brees Hall, which I think we all you know pretty much squashed that. Travis Etienne, who honestly I really like this year, but he's not going to be available once it comes back around to me. And other than that, guys that like I'm really just like I like, but I'm not sure on, Debo Samuel, Jameer Gibbs. Um, Lamar Jackson is interesting to me at this point, but I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I feel like that's a total gimme in the middle of the third round. Yeah, you're taking one of the top three, you know, one of the the big three, which is Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. They were true difference makers uh, at the position. Like, it was hard to win a championship last year unless you had one of those guys on your team. So I don't blame you there. I like taking one of those guys if they do fall to the third round uh, for me as well. So right after Trey goes Jalen Hurts, a little bit of a quarterback run. Joe Burrow goes right after that at 307. Then Lamar at 308, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall. Now Tyler's back up at 311. Yeah, um, a little interesting here. I don't generally go this route, but the way the board's stacking up, I'm leaning towards, at this point, going kind of a zero running back strategy. So I'm looking at pass catchers again. Do it. Um, so, don't blame me. I don't blame you. Yeah, so I we have Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel. Keenan Allen are kind of the top three guys there. Um, Debo scares me because we don't know what how he's going to be used again this year. Like he was he so big two years ago, yeah. and then last year was just we didn't know. Like every week was kind of weird for him. 
But we also know that the Eagles offense is going to be explosive. Devontae Smith really came on last year and showed he could be a great second receiver to, to A.J. Brown. I think he makes another leap this year. And plus, I'm drafting him as my third receiver, so he's going to be my flex guy. I think this is perfect for me at this point is Devontae Smith. Oh, he, dude, he's averaging like 120 targets a year. Yeah. That includes his rookie year where it was, you know, it took a while to come along. Also, Jalen Hurts rookie year, right? So, it, it it was a rough rookie year for him. But the second year, I mean, RB1 numbers. Yeah. Wide receiver one numbers. Oh, so Tyler goes receiver, 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 first three rounds um, with Diggs, Brown, and Smith. I'm going to go. Uh, I went receiver and receiver in the first two rounds, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. My guy's on the board. Mm, I already know what you're going to do. Just do it. <laughs> My guy's on the board. Yes, he is. So I'm not going to surprise you with this first pick. It's going to be Jameer Gibbs. Um, can you trust him as a wider or running back one? I think if you went receiver, receiver at the back, you know, you're picking at the 12 spot, the back end of the first round. Yeah. This guy that's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to be the main playmaker in that backfield. Yes, David Montgomery is going to be involved, but I still think Gibbs provides enough value to finish as an RB1, definitely an RB2. So I'll take him here at the back of the third round, and then I'm going to actually maybe surprise some folks, but I'm actually going to get my third receiver, a guy I've been rising on. Um, Weird. Yeah. He's been out of football for about two years, but you know I what? I fucking knew it. Oh, to play Calvin Ridley was right it, now. Is it somebody that fucks? He fucks. <laughs> that guy has sex. Trey's seen it. I've seen it. Um, so, you know, I'll take Trey's word for it. Um, but realistically, here's how I'm thinking about this. Instead of grabbing my RB2 and a Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones, which, you know, I don't mind those picks. I think those are good picks. Or grabbing a, a Keenan Allen. I'm going to go with the guy who's still young, got some juice, and is going to be the bona fide wide receiver one for a, a quarterback that I think is ascending and going to be really good le- next year on a good offense. I'm going to take Calvin Ridley, and I'm going to throw him into my flex every single week. And he's going to provide massive value for me, I think, at that spot. No, for sure. I was, honestly, after I picked, because Calvin Ridley has been my guy all offseason, right? I picked Devontae Smith. I was like, I know Calvin Ridley's there, but I was like, at this point, I have three receivers. I no point in me taking a fourth receiver right now because I can't ever play. I can't play him on a regular basis, right? So he was off. I was thinking about going Calvin Ridley instead of Devontae Smith. Um, I guess it's just kind of a gut decision at this point. So yeah, um, here I am looking. Here's to take- here's one thing I would throw out as as a tip is I draft. I'm I'm drafting right behind you, right? You're at the 111. I'm at the 112. Um, I took AJ Brown in the first round. I'm not going to take Devontae Smith in the third round. You know what I mean? That's fair. So for you or people that are listening out there, if you're in that type of situation, you know, I would look at that and say, well, there's no way this guy, if this guy takes A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith with his first three picks, he's a complete fucking idiot. Um, It happens in home drafts. It it might, but chances are it's not going to happen. So you could have waited because I'm still not going to take Devontae Smith and probably taking Devontae right here at the 402. And taking Ridley or whoever else you wanted to take. That's a good point. Unless you live in Philly, point. like they're not going to draft two Philly receivers. Yeah, no I mean no there. Chance. I mean there is a chance. Some some people stacked up Tyreek uh, Hill and Jalen Wall last year and worked out really well for them. Sure. Um, and something like that could potentially happen in Philly this year. There's there's that possibility, but no, that's a great uh a point, honestly. 
Um, so, but again, back to kind of this pick, since I have three receivers, um, I had no need to pick up a fourth at this point. So I'm definitely looking at running back or tight end. There's no tight end that's worth any value here. So I'm really picking at running back. And so we're looking at Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, or Aaron Jones. Um, Kenneth Walker, it sounds like from the Seahawks camp, he's still going to be the guy there. Um, Again, most of the carries, and Charbonnet will... Man, Charbonnet looked good. He did. He did. He was trucking motherfuckers, <laughs> I know. dude. Uh, and but they're saying Charbonnet is gonna they'll work him in, but he's not gonna. But it's still Kenneth Walker's backfield. Mm. Uh, but I am worried that if Charbonnet continues to look good, like they have to find more touches for him, right? That's just the way it goes. Um, Joe Mixon's obviously there. He's had a, um, two years ago. He finally really broke out. Last year, dropped back a little bit more. Uh, but I'm actually really leaning towards Aaron Jones here. I understand AJ Dillon's there, but everyone thought AJ Dillon's gonna have a big out a breakout last year. He just didn't seem that dynamic to take a ton of touches from Aaron Jones. Plus, I do expect Aaron Jones's receiving targets to jump up again after a career high last year. So uh, I'm going with Aaron Jones, expecting that pass-catching ability to really shine this year with Jordan Love, a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's the safest pick there. If you're looking at running back, take the guy that's finished, what, in the top 10 the last how many years? Like four or five. So uh, I think that's a good pick. I think Aaron Jones is undervalued again this year. Uh, Debo Samuel goes right after Tyler takes Aaron Jones. Uh, Kenneth Walker goes at 404. Keenan Allen, 405. Amari Cooper at 406. Now Trey is back up after taking a elite receiver in Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, and Jalen Hurts, sprinkling all over the different uh, positions. What does he do here at the 407 with his fourth pick? Uh, he used to do sprinklers, dude. Not be sprinkling. <laughs> All over the place, baby. Aaron's texting me like crazy. I think this person fell into my lap, honestly, um, at this point. So I have a, a, an elite trio <laughs> at this point. Um, as far as like a wide receiver one, running back one, and a quarterback one. So it's kind of like an open field for me at this point, right? Um, but getting a nice RB2 at this point seems really enticing to me. Um, sorry, there's a fly on my face. Didn't mean to blow <laughs> in your ear if you heard that. Um, the wide receiver, like wide receivers available right now, are not too interesting to me over Joe Mixon. Wide receivers are Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Drake London, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, on and on. I'd rather have Joe Mixon because after that it gets extremely muddy in the running back market. And this is someone who's been. Uh, I like the Kirk Cousins of running backs. Undervalued, and when he's there, he produces. So I'm taking him as my RB2, Joe Mixon. All right. Uh, he solidifies the running back room there with Joe. Uh, right after that, TJ Hawkinson goes at the 408. Then Miles Sanders, Justin Fields at 410, Herbert 411. Those guys are fourth-round draft picks now. It's, it's just what it is. Uh, they've risen, and you know what? I'm still happy to take fields or probably herbert in the fourth round uh if the board falls that way for you uh right after that terry mclaurin at the 412 then uh damian pierce at the 501 deandre hopkins 502 drake london cam makers jk dobbins now trey's back up he's got two running backs a quarterback and a receiver This is an interesting spot because I don't want to take George Kittle right now, who is my recommended pick according to Sleeper. 
Um, I like other tight ends. If George Kittle does stay healthy, obviously he's going to produce for you, but that's if he does stay healthy. So, you know, I'm looking further down the list. And we're getting kind of like no man's land at this point. Between like rounds four and seven, there are guys I, I like, but I don't really want to take in those positions. Then after that, there's guys that you really like, and you're like, oh, I've been waiting for them, and they're still available. And at this point, I'm looking at this list, and I like DJ Moore as my second receiver. Jerry Judy is interesting. We'll see what happens with the Denver Broncos offense. So I'm kind of torn between the two. I'm hoping their offense will bounce back. And I'd rather take the risk on Denver's talent in general over the Bears because the Bears just traditionally have been pretty shitty with receivers. So I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Uh, shitty pick. All right, Jerry Judy <laughs> at 506. Uh, I'm just not a fan. I don't know. I, I think he's been really overhyped as far as what he's actually put out there on the field. Um. I honestly, I, new offense. After watching Russell in that preseason game one, I'm like, oh my god, it might be a, another really fucking long year uh, for these guys. So even with Sean Payton there, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm totally out on that offense right now. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but you're wrong. It's fine. We'll see <laughs> if I'm wrong. All right, uh, probably right. But George Kittle at five oh seven, then DJ Moore goes at five oh eight. Alexander Madison at 509, Christian Watson at 510, Tyler, you're up at 11. Yeah, just going back to Trey's pick, I think I would have taken DJ Moore over Judy, but I don't hate the Judy pick. Um, Dude, my dad's family is Bears fans their entire life. The Bears are not meant to pass the ball. Well, it's because they've also never had a good quarterback. The last decent one was like, and well, probably Jay Cutler, but like you know, <laughs> Jim McMahon. Right? I would have took Christian Watson over back. Judy. Oh, yeah. If I had to, yeah, I would choose. Yeah. No, you did choose. You chose Judy over <laughs> Christian Watson. <laughs> so. Oh, I thought you were talking about DJ Moore. No. Um, he is interesting, though. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's too high for Christian Watson, man. I'm not doing it in the fifth. Uh, oh, I'll do it in the fifth. All right. Fourth. Uh, leaning back up to this, like First. I said, I'm already at the spot. I have three receivers, I have one running back. Uh, so I'm still leaning towards a running back or a tight end here. I'm still not liking the tight end selection at this point in the draft, so I'm definitely leaning towards running back. And there's a couple guys. Actually, there's a bunch of guys we've already discussed early in the podcast. DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Uh, James Conner is the projected pick, which, I mean, he should be a full-blown RB1 there. But, I mean, that offense looks like it's going to be just atrocious this year. So I'm really leaning away from him. Uh, I'm going to take... The guy that we all know I believe in, and even though it's going to be a bit of a committee once Brees Hall is back, I am going to rely on Dalvin Cook's talent to take him over the top, so I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook here. Oh, my God. Of course he did. Old boy went Dalvin Cook. All right. Hey, let Dalvin Cook, okay? <laughs> well, um, I'm happy about that um, because I did take Calvin Ridley with my last pick. Right before that, I took Jameer Gibbs, Ceedee right. Lamb, AJ Brown. Right, really good receiver crew. Right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and complete the stack, right. and I'm going to select a quarterback that I think oh, you son of a will bitch. elevate uh, greatly this year. Right, it's similar to to Jalen Hurts last year was in the sixth round for the most drafts. Yeah, now you're seeing Trevor Lawrence. 
kind of in that same spot, back of the fifth, early sixth uh, round pick. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to stack him with Calvin Ridley. No, I like that pick. Honestly, I, I was hoping he was going to come back and I was going to take him with the next one. I didn't think he'd go quarterback here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, that's one of the things, like you were saying in the last round, keep an eye on who has what on their team. Yes, that's absolutely. Fair. Yep. Yeah, that stack ready. I was planning on that the whole time. Um, and now I look here and I say, okay, um, I got three stud receivers. I got a stud quarterback that I really like. I got a running back that I think could finish as an RB1, uh, but is a rookie. I do need another running back. That is fact. Uh, <laughs> 100, dude. So you got James Conner, DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm not sold on on DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think even in the sixth round, it's playing with fire. I have no idea what oh, that how that, the turns have tabled. What that backfield's going <laughs> to turn into? Alvin Kamara sitting here as well. Just not sold on it. Um, looked great in preseason week one. That's awesome, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sold. And so, Dude, the suspense is killing me. Will you fucking choose this running back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to choose a running back, but I feel like I have to. And, oh, man. God, dude. I'm going to choose a guy that I think is just going to get a bunch of volume on a shitty team, and it is what it is. But uh, probably the first time I've drafted this guy in all mock drafts, best ball drafts, it's James Conner. No way. Uh, in At the 601. I don't think any of us have ever like really been a big fan of it. Maybe one of us like a two years ago. I'm not a huge fan, but I, th- um, you know, I think he's going to get a shit ton of volume at the tail end of his career. It's going to be a shitty team. I mean, he'll probably see a lot of dump downs as well. And he, we know he's, he's a good pass of, catching back. So, and that my, you know, for my RB two, that's all I want is just someone yeah. who's going to go out there and get me ten to fifteen points and grind that shit out and call it a day honestly is that not like a great sleeper pick i've not looked into james connor because i don't really like him but look at his backups the only person that i he's recognize the only guy there is yeah. Corey clement who yeah. apparently is rb3 but this is you know sleepers website keontae ingram amari demarcado and tyson williams yep who the fuck are those guys exactly it's one of those <laughs> picks where it's like it doesn't feel great it's like uh sounds like i'm just you know I don't know. It, it just does. It, there's nothing like sexy about it, but it Dude. is what it is. I need an RB2. He's going to he get a, a shit ton of volume. Sixth round, I'll take it. Is he a secret RB1? He, I mean, he legitimately could finish as an RB1. Right. Yeah. Like one time, like majority carry, like someone we can trust in. You look at that backfield. And he it's is like, for Dude. sure. There's no one else there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler, you're up at, uh, at the 602. All right, so I got two running backs, three tight ends, or I'm sorry, three. Sorry, three receivers, two running backs. Um, at this point, I was kind of leaning towards tight end, and I have a uh, one in mind, but I think it's a bit of a stretch at this point. Oh, so I'm. We got our first caller into the show. I'm I'm sorry oh. to interrupt, oh. but the uh, the phone line is going off. Uh, let's go to an Aaron Alley out of Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> uh, we're going to an Aaron Alley out of Vancouver, Washington. Aaron, can you hear us? Oh, I can hear you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh, God. Hey, long-time caller, first-time listener, right? 
Yeah, long time caller. This guy's known him for 17 years. First time they ever answered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, giblets is what they call you up north there, right? Oh, the old jibbies. <laughs> oh god this is ridiculous jibbies who's your favorite uh sleeper here in the pick i just took james connor as my rb2 what do you think about that pick uh i think their offense is, i think their offense is actually going to be good this year like weirdly i think they're going to run the ball i think james connor is going to get a lot of uh going to get a lot of touches but i mean shit are they going to make anything anything with it i don't know it's going to be should be noted you didn't take that till the sixth round. Well. Hey, hey, keep, keep in mind, folks, this is our friend who has had more undocumented concussions than, <laughs> than Tua most Tagovailoa. NFL. Yeah, more than Tua, <laughs> yes. More than Tua. So, uh, Dude, he's got, he's got making the Tua look like a bitch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. Gotta learn how to fall, bud. <laughs> you learn how to fall. You should tell yourself that. <laughs> he learned it after eight concussions. He figured it out. Yeah, that's true. It's not great. It's not great. Who's your uh, favorite sleeper this year? Who are you eyeing? Ooh, I think uh, I think Bateman's gonna be a good. Uh, oh, he's gonna have some uh, some scary. Uh, I think it's either gonna go one or two. It's gonna be really good, or it's gonna be really fucking terrible. Uh, and this is why he's the first time we've answered the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm I'm still believing in Bateman. I still believe. You believe so much you were trying to fraud me out of some picks, but God. <laughs> any any trade offer I send to uh, Giblets is just like he thinks I'm just fucking trying to pull the heist of the Instantly century. Denied. Instantly. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I don't even want to look at it, okay? I'm just denying it. It's ridiculous. No, I know. I know. James sends me and just gets denied instantly. <laughs> 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 Fuckery's happening here, and I'm not a Some sort of fuckery. Uh, what do you know that I don't? Yeah, exactly. I know, too. I mean, a lot. What did you guys think of the games this week? Huh? Pretty good? Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we did hey. that. You're going to have to listen to the show to hear all that. Aiden no. O'Connell for the Raiders. Yeah, of course. Drake can't talk about anything but the Raiders, so. So sick of hearing the Raiders. I'm about to unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's hey, what, hey, it's one loss, but Whoa now. Whoa now. We're live here. We're live <laughs> on a mock draft. So thanks for calling in. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, no, that was backwards. No soul having eight concussions. <laughs> Doesn't even know who he's talking to right now. But we appreciate you calling in, Aaron Alley there. Giblets. Hey, the what? Bro, he's in Denver. This fucking concussions, people. All right. We'll see you later. Come to the draft. <laughs> you just said it was like, go Hawks? Like, what? He did. I like how yeah, someone we grew up with like became Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just been watching a hell of a lot of Letterkenny. <laughs> we live more north than he does. Everything would make sense if he was Canadian. All right. Tyler, you're up. All right. 602. Christ. All right. So, um... I have the three receivers. I have two running backs. I'm leaning towards tight end here, and I have one in mind, but I think it's a bit of a stretch. I also don't think he's going to make it back to me. Um, but I don't like taking him this early either. So I think I'm going to go with kind of more of a, a value pick, um, someone that I can throw into my uh, my starting lineup if need be, and somebody who, if he is healthy, should get the majority of snaps uh, within the offense. I'm going to go with Javante Williams. Yeah, mm. 
Javante was a guy I was sitting there thinking Mother. about. Wow, did I, did I say that he wasn't going to come back around me? Darren Waller literally went the very next damn pick. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, he's he's jumping up, dude. He is the receiver Fuck. one there. I, I mean, I didn't think he'd come back to me. I didn't think he was going to go with the next pick, though, either. Yeah, Javante, though, is interesting. As your RB3, could be a big upside there. Uh, so, yeah, Darren Waller goes at the 603. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Dallas Goddard, Christian Kirk. Now Trey is up at the 607. He's taken two receivers, a running back, and a quarterback. Yeah, my team's pretty full at this point. Uh, well, not full, but it's a solid start. So I can either go running back or receiver to try to get a nice flex position going. And the people that are available to me would be like uh, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Swift, Kamara, Brandon Ayuk. I can't go down the list. Guys are like not that interesting. Uh, Michael Pittman, he, he brings interest to me. Um, but when I look at this list, I, I'm pretty interested in, oh man, I might have to wait for this guy to come back around. So maybe I won't talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about him. So yeah, at this point I want to go with someone who I believe will be a good flex position for me. Kyle Pitts is also part of the conversation. Not interested. So Chris Godwin quarterback unknown i'm good gender sift committee i'm good kamara suspension i'm good brandon Ayuk, weird offense i'm good i'm going to michael Pittman, an obvious wide receiver one on their offense mm. that's what i'm going to take no you have okay take him you have no questions though with the quarterback i do but i believe that this team is going to struggle this year yeah, and sure. hopefully they're playing from behind a lot of the time, which means more targets for Michael Pittman, which okay. is a horrible thing to say, but he's the obviously like wide receiver one on that team, and I'm taking him. That's my motherfucking boy. For and sure. if he doesn't produce this year, it's the last year I'm riding with him because I've been riding with this dog. Yeah. And no, I get that. I would, it, me personally, I would take probably Lockett, Godwin over Pittman. Uh, Godwin, though? Why? I mean, it might be like, Kyle Trask. All right. I mean. Best case scenario, Baker Mayfield. Doesn't matter. I would have taken Tyler Lockett as well, but luckily that motherfucker's still available. Oh, yeah. Crazy. That's wild you say that because I'm going to pick next. (laughs) Exactly. I know. So Trey took Pittman at 607, then took uh, Godwin goes after that at 608, DeAndre Swift, Kyle Pitts, Michael Williams, Alvin Kamara at the 612, then Brandy Nayuk. 701, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Mike Evans at the 704, Deshaun Watson at 705. So now Trey's back up, 706, three receivers, two running backs, and a quarterback. And to your pleasantries, my friends, I'm not going to take Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. He's going to take another running back. I'm not going to. I'm going to take another running back. I like to get three in like the first 10 rounds just so I have at least like a nice backup in case something goes wrong. And this guy, I might be wrong, but yeah, hold me accountable at the end of the year. I love David Montgomery and the Lions. Jameer Gibbs is definitely very promising, and I love what he's got to bring to the table. But David Montgomery has been very consistent in what he does. And I believe I'm going to take him. And I'm choosing him over, you know, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, honestly. All right, just, just make like your boring pick. I'm so going to do it. On. David Montgomery. All right, takes David Montgomery. It's his RB3. 
Uh, AJ Dillon goes right after that. James Cook, uh, the 708. Traylon Burks. What's that look for? What? I'm just looking at the rest of the picks. Traylon Burks. Oh, I was going to say, my pick ain't horrible. <laughs> and then Dak Prescott at the 710. You, hey, you'll see. Uh, so, Tyler, you're up at 711. I mean, at this point, how can I not take Tyler Lockett? I don't know. Uh, I hope you don't. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've ta- we've talked about pretty heavily in this point how undervalued he is, and somehow he's now going back it- into the seventh. That's yeah. the first time I've seen it in a while, but that's usually because I'm taking him in the sixth round. So, I mean, that's that's crazy. He should be going. As your, yeah. I mean, his ADP is a round higher than this as it is already. Even though he should be, his ADP should be two rounds higher than than that really is based on the his production. So, um, even though I'm stacked a receiver, I mean, there's no way I can't take Tyler Lockett here. Yep, I don't blame you. Um, Deontay Johnson fell all the way to me. That's another guy I really, really like. Yes, he scored zero touchdowns. That is right, zero touchdowns last year. Uh, but he's going to be heavily targeted. Um, I liked what I saw out of Kenny Pickett in preseason week one, especially liked that Deontay was kind of the focal point of the offense, first target, first read uh, on every single play. Yes, George Pickens is there. He'll have some splashed games for sure, but Deontay's going to be that consistent uh, wide receiver one for the team. So I'm taking Deontay Johnson there as my fourth wide receiver. Uh, And then I'm going to take another guy that I really, really like who's going to make a lot of big plays. He's not going to be the the focus of the defense because he's got uh, the best receiver in the league on the other side of the field. So I'm going to take Jordan Addison, who made an incredible catch uh, in that first preseason game and I think is a high upside wide receiver flex option. And I'm just going all wide receiver, baby, in this game, <laughs> in this fucking draft, and I love it, though. I got A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, and Jordan Addison. Yeah, and back to me, and honestly, I feel great receiver as well. Stephon Diggs, I'm on Ross A. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Tyler Lockett. Just feels like a really strong team when you do that. So I mean, it just means that like when a bye week comes along or an injury happens, like you know you can automatically plug somebody in and still be like cool. And like, they're a high like, upside player. It's not like yeah. oh, this player might give me ten. Like this player might give me twenty to thirty points. You know? Yo, for sure. So um, I'm gonna go with kind of another one of those guys. Um, I mean, I could I don't have a tight end or quarterback yet, but at this point, it's I think it's okay. You basically on them punted a bit. that position, right? Yeah, you know. So I can continue to wait. I can pick up a guy later. So I'm just still go with a uh, kind of a high upside player, um, someone who's had a lot of hype before in the past um, and is getting more hype again this season. We'll see how that actually plays out. But I am looking for a fourth running back, another guy that I could plug in plug in on any given week that I think will produce for me. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson out of Washington. Okay. Ah. Tyler goes Antonio Gibson as his RB4. Still looking for a quarterback and tight end. Uh, I guess he has a plan for that later in the draft. But Jackson Smith Najigba goes right after that at 803. Kadarius Tony, Rashad Penny at 805, George Pickens, and now Trey's up at 807. At this point, I pretty much feel that my starting offensive line, I or offensive line, but Damn, my, my starting offense. You got a tackle, center, guard, all that. Dude, it's all about them, pan- them pancakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pancakes. Go for the pancakes. Points. Points. Pancake points, man. Them flapjack fucking figures. 
So yeah, at this point, I'm looking to like fill out my my skill player positions. Uh, tight end is interesting, but I have guys I've always had my eyes on later in the draft that are interesting to me. So I'm going to probably wait on that one. And foreshadowing, he's going to take Michael Mayer. Foreshadowing in every Dude. single draft <laughs> I've done this year. If you take Michael Mayer, I'm taking him. I mean, no Granny, you already took Kyle Pitts, so you really don't have any need for a backup tight end. I didn't take Kyle Pitts, didn't you? No. Oh, no. Michael Pittman. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, no, I did not do that. Um, don't put that juju on me there. <laughs> You're really taking Mayer over Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Evan Ingram. No. We'll see how the draft plays out. <laughs> <laughs> that is, he's my fallback, which you guys will probably fuck me on when we do our in-person draft because that's how it always happens when we do this kind of thing. Um, not interested, but. <clears throat> But at this point, I'm going to reach just so this person's available. When it comes back around to me, I'm taking Brian Robinson for the Redskins. Oh, my God, dude. Obvious RB1. What? Am I fucking this up? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it 1998? I don't know. I mean, what? There are wide receivers available in later rounds that I like. After this point, I might not even choose a you fucking took- running back. I'm getting guys that I like. All right. But, you know, and that's, hey, it's subjective. It is objective. No subject. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She <laughs> takes <laughs> Brian Robinson at 807. Um, volume guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Brandon Cooks goes at 808. Jahan Dotson at 809. Zach Charbonnet at 810. Then Gabe Davis. Michael Thomas. Quentin Johnson goes at 901. Uh, Juju at 902. Samaj P. Ryan. Tua. Evan Ingram, now Trey, what do you got for us? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, how can I disappoint you again? <laughs> Here's Let some. me guess. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Here comes Anthony Look. Richardson <laughs> at the fucking 9.06. So at this point in the draft, we're definitely getting to the point where like, you're, you're picking guys that you like. You can kind of just reach across the board. If you believe in somebody, now is the time to do it because – Everything's all over the place. I'm going to totally reach at this point and just assume that the Ravens get on this train with like rookie receivers uh, coming on fast. So I'm going to take Zay Flowers. Okay. Better. Better. Uh, 906, he takes I'm Zay not Flowers. doing this for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> Anthony Richardson at 907. Cortland Sutton at the 908. Interesting. Uh, then Njoku, Fryermuth go back to back. Tyler, you up at 911. Still no quarterback and no tight end. That is true. Um, so at this point, because I only have the, those positions, defense, and a couple of bench spots left, so I'm really looking to fill the rest, rest of this uh, starting offense in. I'm going to go with tight end first because the there's re- multiple the quarterbacks. Ref? The ref, the ref of his offense? <laughs> My bad. Is it final? Yeah, it's the final. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching uh, Mike Tyson lately. and um, What happened to your back? My bad? Yeah, I heard you had a back injury. I'm so confused now, bro. Mike Tyson. Yeah, back like, injury. Oh, like, oh, I heard you injured your back, Mike. And he's like, yeah, it's final. Oh, <laughs> it's final, bro. You lost me. 
Um, but anyways, I'm looking to <laughs> fill in my fill in my starting line. <laughs> Hopefully, somebody got that. If not, <laughs> fuck it. So I'm gonna go tight end first because there's less tight ends I like versus quarterbacks that I like right now. Mm. Um, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Anyways, I'm gonna go. There's really two tight ends left that I know James likes a lot. I'm gonna take one of them here. Fucker. Um, and I'm gonna go with Dalton Kincaid. Uh, you've... Uh, I know he's a rookie, Bitch. but he's on a an offense that's gonna be super explosive. And I, as I said earlier, I believe he's actually gonna be the second leading receiver on this offense behind Stephon Diggs, who I actually took earlier as well. Uh, but Dalton Kincaid, I think, is an easy pick here. Uh, the only other guy I was considering is Chiggy. Yeah, you're obviously going into the season with some risk as as a rookie tight end as your starting tight end. But look, I I'm I'm all here for it. I don't think he's going to be a tight end. He's going to be a slot receiver slash tight end slash playmaker for them. Um, and yeah, I'm here for it. I, I I'm willing to take the risk. Uh, if you asked me two months ago, I would have said no. I'm not willing to take the risk as as punting the position and taking Dalton Kincaid as my starting tight end. Now I am. Um, if you can stack the other positions, dude. I, I you know maybe not year one, but we could be looking at the next Travis Kelsey. Um, as far as tight ends in fantasy football go. So that's my opinion on him. Wait, did somebody draft Michael Mayer? No, no. Bro, we weren't talking stop. about pass blocking at all. So um, You fuckers will see. <laughs> at this point you right now, see. I have A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jameer Gibbs, Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence. Love that stack. John, James Conner as my RB2, Deontay Johnson, and, and Jordan Addison. I love a guy that's on the board right now. And that is the RB1 for the Chicago Bears, Khalil Herbert. I'm going to take him at the 912. Uh to me that value is there for sure. Um talented player. Maybe not an all-around guy, but I I think he's going to get a shot to be the the dude this year and I'm I'm all in on that now. Um so I'm taking Khalil Herbert at the 912 as my RB3. I love that. Um, and now I got to make another pick. I still don't have a tight end, so I'm still looking to fill that that void. Um, <clears throat> Michael Mayer. So there's a couple guys I like on the board. You know, um, Chig Chiggy's there. Um, Cole Komet is there. I just took a bear though. I don't really want to stack my team with all of Chicago's offense. That's not the smartest thing. Dalton Schultz is there, but I don't know. I don't really get excited about Dalton Schultz on that shitty offense. Houston's going to be terrible. Um, so I'm going to take, man, there's a, the good skill players here still left. Jamal Williams is still there who might fucking score 20 points a game in the first three weeks. Devon A. Chain is there. Elijah Moore, uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take Chiggy just because I don't have a tight end. And that's kind of the last guy I really feel comfortable with. So, I'm taking Chiggy at the ten oh one. Tyler, you up? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So again, I'm here. I know I have two more bench spots to fill and a defense, and then along with my quarterback, I'm leaning quarterback here. I'm um, just gonna want to make. There's some guys available, but I don't want them to be off the board when it comes back to me. So I'm gonna pull the trigger here. I can have the consistent Kirk Cousins, who I know is probably gonna finish as a top twelve quarterback. Uh, there's Geno Smith there, who was a QB5 last year. Can he do it again? Who knows? Daniel Jones looked like he could make another leap this season. Uh, Jared Goff, who I think is going to have a really good year as well. Um, and I could actually stack him with Amon Ross St. Brown. But 
I'm going to go with the old dog here. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has a big bounce back season after last after last year. Um, he was, you know, the MVP of the of the league two years prior or two years running before last season. I think he is re-energized on this offense and on this new team, and it's all new. I think he really enjoys the team he's playing for. I think him and uh, Garrett Wilson will create. Will literally be like him and Devontae Adams 2.0. Um, I think they're going to be that good together. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers because uh, I think he's going to have a huge season. That's a pretty good pick. I'm surprised he's going so low on a new team. Like Even if they're bad, that means his number is going to be even higher. Potentially, yeah, for sure. So, uh, I, I, again, I think he's going to be the running for MVP this year because of I think he bounces back pretty well. Um Jimbo took a quick step away, so the next picks here we had Jameson Williams at the 10-3, Kirk Cousins at the 10-4, Elijah Moore at 10-05, Jamal Williams finally goes at 10-06, and Stink is back up at the 10-07. Yep, and at this point, I am Fresh crack. pretty sacked at running backs, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson. I feel pretty confident with that moving throughout the season. Probably shouldn't have to like move on much from that, so I'm going to try to get some more skill players. More likely receivers, or maybe tight ends. Um, Dalton Schultz on the Texans is available. Uh, can I just? I just want to cut in. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. No. Keep no. continuing what you're saying. No, I was on a roll. Skill what are you player. gonna? What are you gonna say? Skill player. Like that's all we're drafting is skill players. That's all I'm saying. Um, skill player. Well, yeah, but I'm looking at the center for like the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> <And, like, laughs> there's no. Lineman. He's really looking for Creed Humphreys from Kansas City. Fantasy. Okay, yeah. So I guess um, I should be more specific. I'm looking at you know receivers. Okay. All right. All right. Um, That's a specific skill. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Receivers and tight ends because I do not have a tight end. Pass catchers. Um, Yes, guys who catch passes. The the ball ends up in their hands through the air. Okay. Pass catchers. Yes. Now we know. And at this point, I might reach a little bit because I'm interested in a tight end that's available a little later. But I might do this. He'll be available. Don't worry. Oh, I'm taking a crazy risk right now. Not mm. really. I'm taking Rashad Bateman. I'm taking two waivers and receivers in a row. You. S- yeah. Silly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Am I silly, though? Because I'm confident in what I have with my starting lineup. And one of those guys has to be. One of them's going to hit. Yeah. One of them's going to hit. No, it's so I'm taking both of them. That's an interesting strategy. For sure. Rome's got a hit. I convinced Big Irby last year that Bateman was going to be the guy after um, who left? Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown left. He vacated like 160 targets, something, something like, like that. that. Right? So um, Yeah, that didn't work out so well for either one of us. It didn't work out so well, <laughs> yes. Um, but something's changed. So Rashad Bateman, I'm taking him, and that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. In the meantime, while the computer picks, I poured a shot for all of us. Oh, hey, yeah, not just beers on this podcast. No, sir. Slap hands, slap hands, slap hands, slap, slap hands, slap hands, slap hands, slap hands. Ah, And now it's my pick, Jimmy. Do you want to read off those picks, or should I? Uh, so yeah, Trey went ten oh seven. Rashad Bateman. Uh, Odell fell, so we'll see if he takes his third uh, Ravens receiver here. <laughs> uh, but Daniel Jones he was drafted. Daniel Jones went at the ten oh eight. Uh, Damian Harris, Odell, 
Alan Lazard, Cole Komet, Kendra Miller at the 1101, Dalton Schultz, Devon A. Chain at 1103, Elijah Mitchell, and Jacoby Myers. And this is an example of taking your guys when you really want to take them. I really wanted Cole Komet, but I figured he would come back around to me. Mm. I should have looked at the team dynamics of what was going on before the guys who drafted me. But the people who drafted Cole Komet, the computer, let's second be honest. Second tight end. Second tight end. Fuck them. If you're in an in-person draft, you might try to fight them. Typically, it won't happen, but... Especially could, on such a short bench could, like this, you wouldn't see it, but... Yeah. Could happen. Could happen, and it did, which usually does happen in a draft. If you think it's going to happen to you, it's probably fucking going to. <laughs> so looking back on it, you had already taken Zay Flowers in the ninth round. Just go ahead and take your guy at tight end if you think he's going to be worth a... a you think he's going to be a tight end one instead yeah. of taking Rashad Bateman, right? Yeah, trying to fill out my bench, uh, get more reliable backups, but I like what I got going on. Now at this point, I have three picks left. Tight end, defense, and bench. I think I'm forced to pick a tight end at this point. But not quite. So... <laughs> I'm probably going to take another flex position player as far as like a running back or a receiver. And this one, I'm going to reach a little bit on this. If I can find him in this list, there... Oh, no, not him. There's a search bar. Uh, leave, me <laughs> leave me alone. I found it. Okay. This is my sleeper of the year right here. This is my dark horse. DJ Shark on the Panthers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, make a pick. Let's move on. What? Is it that bad? Uh, I mean, I don't think either one us agree with it. Yeah. Uh, make a pick. I, if Let's I'm going to be completely honest, dude, Adam Thielen's right there, and I think he has a better year than DJ Shark. I don't care that he's old. He's going to be a security blanket for Bryce Young. Uh, for okay. sure. Well, I'm taking Jonathan Mingo then. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be... You guys are a bunch of bullies, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh you actually Two, took back Mingo. to back. <laughs> he actually took Mingo. So Mingo goes at eleven oh six to Trey, and then someone uh, has to catch the ball. Adam, We're talking a hundred catches. It's gonna be Adam Thielen. Everyone's no, it's not. Everyone's shitting on Adam Thielen because he turned thirty three. It's like he's going to be the guy. Like he's gonna get majority targets. So do you view him as? Do you view him as a late draft steal? Then I do. He has to be. But people will think that's idiotic just because he's older and he's changing teams so we're talking about like you're talking about a rookie quarterback and you're talking about one of the really elite route runners in the league as far as getting open yeah that's what he does every day and that's why he's been a red zone threat for most of his career is because he's really good at getting open I, i think this brings up a good point honestly because carolina's offense their number one receiver is not going until whoever you think it's going to be thielen Mingo, which is super unlikely, I just sent it out there. Or maybe DJ Shark. It's probably going to be Thielen, but someone has to get 120-plus targets on this offense. I'm telling you. I, Especially if they're going to be as bad as you think they're going to be, they're going to be playing from behind, right? Which means more targets. There is a wide receiver of one sleeping in this offense. Yeah. I was impressed with um, with um, the quarterback, um, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, you know what I really liked out of uh, the preseason week one game is that it was evident that he was going through his reads. Um, he was calm. He took some fucking big shots. 
Like, really big shots. They're like off the line. Hard, They're hard off hits. the line. is not good. He got fucked up. And he got right back up. My What scares me is, like, oh, my God, he's already getting fucked up. Like, he's going to get hit a lot. Yeah. Um, That's what worries me. And so what I think is there's not going to be a lot of downfield bullshit to Jonathan Mingo, who's, you know, a big, talented, physical guy, and DJ Shark, who's more of a downfield guy. It's going to be a lot of underneath shit to Adam Thielen. That's what it's going to be because he's not going to have any fucking time. He's going to be running for his life. He's not going to be able to see shit besides Adam Thielen. And so I think in a full PPR league where you get a a full point for every reception, Adam Thielen is an absolute value. Oh, yeah. It's different. Yeah, we're doing half PPR at this point. Which is not a huge difference, honestly. But I think we're on the same page. Any PPR league, I think he's a value. Full PPR, much more of a value, but... Still, even in a half PPR, I think he's a really good value. Dude, I'm in the eleventh round. If there's a hill I'm dying on in this offseason, is that the Carolina receivers are extremely undervalued. If you end up choosing the one who ends up being the wide receiver one, you totally came up. For yeah. sure. Um, like they're gonna throw the ball quite a bit. If someone gets yeah. 120 targets in that offense, that's who you want. And but I lean towards that being Thielen because we know how good of a route runner he is. What's funny right. is like the only th- argument against Thielen that I've seen, and I listen to a lot of different shows because he's white on DX <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> and X. Um, the only reason is because he's old. That's it. He like, is thirty three. No one has any evidence of him like not being the same guy. Yeah, maybe he slowed down a little bit last year, but he still got fuck what hundred plus targets. In Minnesota's offense? 107. 107 yeah. fucking targets. Had 70 catches for 716 yards. I mean, he still finished as so you're a wide drafting, receiver three. And you're well, drafting him in the 11th round. But see, now we're diving deep. We talked about this a few times on this podcast. Adam Thielen's points come from touchdowns, and they always have. Great. Uh, not not quite. I mean, the, his his couple of biggest years, yes. Um, but actually, for the most part, he had... When even when he was finishing as a top ten receiver, he had four touchdowns, nine touchdowns, and he had a fourteen touchdown season there as well. So he's he had a top ten year as a four touchdown receiver. Yeah, he was uh, receiver nine. Had one hundred and forty two targets, ninety one catches for almost thirteen hundred yards, and only four touchdowns. Twenty nineteen, twenty seventeen. Okay, uh, old days. I was just saying, like that's, that's it's impressive. So like he doesn't have to score touchdowns. He's I think. definitely aging, and and the shoe will fall off. But I, I, you know, there's a reason why Carolina was willing to to give him this contract. Like he's gonna have a significant role in this offense. Yeah. So All I'm just, saying, in the eleventh yeah. round, if you can get 700 yards and three touchdowns out of that guy like but that's also being on offense that features justin jefferson who had 1800 yards right right so i think but he still had a good amount of targets and catches. exactly so honestly seven in this offense even though it's not gonna be as explosive as the vikings offense was is anyone be really shocked if thielen has a thousand yard season i'm i'm not gonna be shocked if he is the highest fantasy finisher for the receivers in that offense i'll be not surprised at all. Actually. I don't expect it to happen. So you're in, you're in, you, you think that Mingo or Shark finishes above him then? Yes, I I think his veteran presence will provide like a nice blanket, like like Jim was saying. But I don't think it will produce the numbers that it will if these guys pan out like they should. Okay. Hmm. DJ Shark's been around for a while. I, like, I love Adam Thielen, but I'm just saying like if. 
especially in this offense, which should be bad. They're playing from behind all the time. If you end up with that wide receiver one on this offense, which I just don't see it being Thielen. If it does, then that means that they're kind of like underproducing. But you're still getting a solid flex player. Yeah. Like you're at this point, we're, we're towards the end of our draft. We're like arguing about someone in the last three rounds of the draft. So it I think it's more that I, I'm surprised you were considering Shark or Mingo over Thielen because I would have gone Thielen as all. Because uh, I'm going boomer bust at this point because I, I, I have receivers that I trust. I That's see, fair. I see, I see Mingo being a boomer bust just because we don't know, right? He's a rookie, but like DJ Shark is like, we kind of know what DJ Shark is. I'll be honest, We've in an in, in person draft, I probably would have taken Shark instead. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think want, I, would, I don't want Shark. I don't know. I yeah, don't I kind of. I think out of that receivers, I would have gone Thielen one, Mingo two, then Shark thir- uh, three. If I was like ranking them myself. But they're so close, right, in, like, gambling ways. Yeah. So it's like you really don't know who what's going to happen. Maybe DJ Shark, you know, has a resurgence here. Maybe Mingo Resurgence. It would be like a, a surgence. It would be his first surgence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Every, yes. That's not okay. true. Shark had a couple of good years in Jacksonville when he, yeah. when he first came into the league. Uh, we, we see what he was capable of. And we're so and Gardner like, Minshew made magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I Honestly, know, Humble was nice. But yeah, it, he proved he was capable of some shit. So yeah. it's not like it's not infathomable. And then you know, the wow, rookie he might SAT show something. Word. Um, I, I had a really high SAT score. <laughs> Believe uh, it or not. Which, if you're listening to me now, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I don't want to go too deep, too deep into it. But yeah, we spent you, too much time. If you get the Carolina wide receiver one, you get the steal of the draft. I'm telling you right now. All right. So Trey so, took 11, cool. uh, 11.06, he took Mingo. Thielen were right after at 11.07. Jarek McKinnon, who I like uh, at yeah. 11.08. I, th- I feel like Jarek McKinnon has just like a defined role. Like yes. it is what it is. He's going to be the pass catching back in this offense. One of the best offenses in the league. He's going to be the third down back. Yes, he's getting older, but like we saw last year, he's still got juice. <laughs> He was the RB twenty last year. So you know, taking him at the back end of your drafts, I I like that pick. Um, Devin Singletary went right after him at eleven oh nine. Geno Smith at eleven ten. Which Geno Smith, Jesus Christ, talk about getting disrespected. Um, still, I mean, it, it, some of that's kind of rightful though. Like, who knows if he's actually gonna be able to replicate what he did last year, right? Sure, but he's got all the weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, that's the, for sure. all the uh, momentum on his side, for sure. So you're up at 11-11. Yeah. Honestly, I was really hoping Jeremy McKinn would follow me here. That's who I was kind of aiming for. To, yeah. Um, At this point, I have two bench spots to fill in before I pick a defense. So I'm just kind of going with high upside guys. Uh, and I'm still going to stay on this train. It is what it is. Um. I think he has a better year this year than he did last year, um, and he should get more playing time at the receiver spot. I am going to take another Kansas City Chief and take Sky Moore. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I like that pick. He's been getting a lot of buzz uh, running with the ones exclusively, so uh, it's always good to see. Um, so that leaves me up at the 11-12. Um, definitely one guy here for sure I want to take. Um, and I'm kind of figuring out my other pick. I need two more picks and then a defense, so I'm kind of just rounding out my bench. Again, looking for high upside guys, uh, like Tyler said. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to take uh, a guy I love taking at the end of drafts right now. It's Romeo Dobbs. Um, he kind of skyrocketed up draft boards last year. Now he's fallen back down because of the rise of Christian Watson and the departure of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Romeo Dobbs could still end up being the best receiver on this team next year. Um, and, that, and I'm not saying that I get it. Christian Watson is an athletic freak. Um, Dobbs is getting a lot of hype out of camp, though. Dobbs is getting a ton more hype. He's just one of those guys. He reminds me a lot of like a Donald Driver, just all around, like not a freak athlete in any which way, but just all around, just a good fucking player. And he just he just keeps his head down and goes out and plays, and he scores touchdowns. Like that's what he does. He did it week one preseason, and now he's going at the back end of your drafts. I've literally been taking Romeo Dobbs with my last pick in every single draft I've done recently, whether it's best ball, whatever. Um, he's always available. He's fallen farther this year than he was last year um, because of the, the camp hype coming in as a rookie. You know, I remember in our home league, Tyler, you were fucking reaching on Dobbs because you knew. <laughs> I knew you guys were too. Because you knew I was all about him. Yeah. But uh, I, mean, we, I think we were all higher on Dobbs than we were Watson. And a little bit of a disappointment oh, we last year. I think it's better this year. I think he has a really good year. Um, and to take a guy that I truly believe could finish as a wide receiver too in you know, the 11th, 12th, 13th round, I'll take that value all day. Yeah, and for people who don't know who Donald Driver is, this is someone who had like what, like six thousand yard seasons. Yeah, with the Packers. That's very fucking high praise to say you. Remind ba- me basically, of Donald uh, he was a number one receiver but for the early part of Aaron Rodgers. He's career. that like, type of player. Yeah, he was really good. He's like, really that type of player. Like a tough possession receiver. Yeah, yeah just I like, mean, it went. I mean, really, in terms of one number one receivers in Green Bay, who were all extremely successful, it was Donald Driver. Then Jordy Nelson, then Devontae Adams. Yeah. Ah, Greg Jennings in there. One, but yeah. Greg Jennings in there. But yeah. Honorable mention. Dobbs just reminds me of uh of, of Driver a lot. Um and then the other pick I'm gonna take is a guy I'm kinda rising on is uh Tink Bigsby. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a role oh. um week one. I don't know how much he's gonna eat into to ETN, but he will eat into ETN. That's yeah. gonna happen. Um, we liked him preseason, and that boy went off. He looked really good in Week One preseason. Yeah, preseason, yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit worried about him as someone who does have um, ETN on a dynasty roster. I, I'm a little. I'm pretty worried about Tank Bigsby and how much he's gonna eat into that role of ETN. Hey, I think it's gonna be significant. And with the Jaguars, right? I mean, obviously different coaching staffs throughout the last couple of years, but we saw how quickly it could change. Yeah, as far as like who they're using at running back, mm-hmm. James Robinson was that guy two years ago, and now he basically doesn't exist. Uh, he's actually yeah. <laughs> he's not even on a team. He's on Mars. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. exist here anymore on Earth. Uh, but no, yeah, Tank Bigsby, he's good, man. He's a fucking good player, dude, and he's bigger and runs hard. I'm a little worried. I still think ETN can finish as an RB two, but uh, yeah, Tank Bigsby is uh, he's. Legit. Yeah. yeah. It's hard out here in these streets, man. Trying to find a running back. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking running backs. Mm-hmm. There That's are. the issue. Is there's too many of them. Too many. Yeah. And very few have defined roles. So. Where my country gone? <laughs> I so, took her job. <laughs> I mean, I'm up next. And um, I, again, I'm just filling out my last bench off where I pick a defense. I'm leaning towards a running back here. 
And I have two guys in mind. Um, the first one is Tyler Algier, who, you know, was a thousand yard rusher for Atlanta last year. They drafted Bajon Robinson. And I really, as good as Algier was last year, I think Bajon is still going to absolutely dominate carries here. And you have to also consider the mix in of Cordero Patterson uh, taking some carries. So I feel like Algier is going to have an extremely limited role here and so I'm actually going to lean towards a guy who I think will have a little bit more of a definitive role in the offense and specifically in the red zone uh, I'm going to take the newly signed Zeke Elliott for the Patriots mm, I knowing forgot he he's existed gonna, I forgot he existed knowing yep. he's going to get a probably a bunch of red zone carries that's ah. the one I'm leaning towards all right yeah, I'm telling you man look, look up Damian Harris's stats from last yeah. year and like Zeke might mirror that and honestly He's like my, I forgot he's he my fifth running back, yeah. and so like it's not like I need him. But if he ends up, if something happens to Ramondre Stevenson, Zeke automatically becomes a guy you should have in your lineup. So yeah. it's insane value in the twelfth round. Very good. Yes. All right. Tyler Boyd goes right after that. Tyler Higby, a couple of Tylers, and then a third <laughs> fucking Tyler. Yeah. Can we get four? Three in a row, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Tyler, 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 dude. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Higby, Tyler Algier, Tyler Rice. Matt, <laughs> Tyler Fingers is up. <laughs> Which Tyler does he select? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, obviously. Sneaky Tyler Fingers is up. Who's he going to pick? Hey, real quick, just before you take this pick, is it kind of surprising? I know it's a short draft because we're doing a small bench. That no, not even the computer hasn't taken a defense yet. Yeah. It is a little surprising. That's what it Trey's nice. about to do right and now. In an in person <laughs> draft, that's what would happen. Dude, Def- my brother. Two would be draft. Little Herbie now. was in a draft last weekend, and some dude took a defense in the fifth round. Sick. And then. Because those, are the, those are the leagues I want to be in. And then, then apparently the next I panicked and also took a defense. The next <laughs> He's like, what? Is that normal? <laughs> oh, no. Should I be doing that? We yeah. Should, we should do that when we're drafting and try to play like subconscious games with people. Where it's like, oh, is it the tight end yeah, run time? Yeah, but it's a terrible value. So like, there's no chance I would runs, ever take a runs do defense happen. that quickly. Quarterback runs, tight end runs. Yeah, they happen. That's funny, dude. He's like, oh, no, defense is. So, uh, yeah, I, I got two spots left on my team, tight end and defense. And I, <laughs> God damn it! I hate to do it. You're gonna take the first defense, aren't you? No, I'm not gonna take the first defense because there's plenty that I like this year. You know, I'm the defense guy. I got plenty in mind. I'm gonna take the second um, defense. <laughs> tight end wise, I'm taking someone who I know is gonna play like probably eighty plus percent of snaps. Bruh, you're better. Michael Mayer will be there in the thirteenth. I promise. No, he won't. Yes, he will. Jesus. God. No one else needs a tight end. Come on, man. It's gonna be like all defense from this point out. At this point, I I want my guy. All right, get your guy. Then. Let me see. Tight end, tight end. Okay, everyone's got tight ends. Oh, besides the team behind me, oh no, not doing it. Hold on, team five does not have a def- uh, tight end. Team four. Okay, quit trying to trick me, dude. Oh, Hold te- on, is that true? Yeah, oh, that is true. Team Damn. four does not have you punted one. on tight end. They're not gonna take my guy. Okay, Probably I'll not. wait. I'll wait. Take. I'll just take the defense that I've. Oh no, I should move. I shouldn't. Mm. Oh my god! All right, pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let me. I'm gonna do a deep dive analysis right now. It's gonna take about ten minutes. All right, you guys ready for this? <laughs> deep dive analysis. All right. So when it comes to defenses, okay, there's eight things you got to pay attention to, and I'm gonna tell you about none of them. <laughs> eight things. 
<laughs> yeah. I think you can come up with eight things to actually talk about. I think I probably could, honestly. Um, just a really bullshit. I'm going to take the Eagles defense, probably one of the far above best defenses. The tight end I'm looking at should hopefully be available when it swings back around to me. Yeah, congratulations, because no one else is going to pick that tight end. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Greg Dolchich, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Raheem Mostert go after Trey is the first person in, in the league to take a defense. Then a bunch of defenses win, and now Trey takes Michael Mayer at the 1306. <laughs> yeah, the defense that did go yes. to those out there is the Niners, Cowboys, Bills, Ravens, and Jets. Yes, it's a defensive run. I'm taking Michael Mayer because it's clear as day. If anyone's going to break Mike Dicka's record, it's Michael Mayer. Yeah. Except it's Kyle Pitts' record. Yep. So Trey takes For his, now. his starting <laughs> tight end at thirteen oh six, rookie. Yeah, if I don't get Michael one of the top three Mayer. tight ends, I'm fucking streaming every week. Yeah. Uh then Patriots go Dolphins, Saints, Seahawks, Tyler. Uh yeah. I'm the type of guy that I normally stream my defense and I'm just going to base it off of matchups instead of trying to get a top defense to play all year. So, looking at who has the best matchup to begin the season. Let me do what James is doing to you. Hurry it up. Hurry it up. <laughs> He's doing that to me. Uh, Hurry it up. In all honesty, it's actually a pretty easy pick. The defenses available are the Steelers, who are traditionally good. Um, you got Packers, Broncos, Bengals, Commanders, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the one who has the best matchup is the Broncos, because they are playing the Las Vegas Raiders in week one, who should have a terrible offense. So, Denver is going to be my pick. Cool. What um, the fuck, dude? The Vegas Raiders are gonna have a terrible offense. Don't even act like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, they're gonna be it's bad. Gonna be terrible. I'll take the Packers because you know I'm an owner, so I own that defense, and <laughs> uh, and that'll round out the draft. So let's each go through our teams here. Fuck, is that really your reasoning, God? <laughs> not gonna be yes. that bad. First of all, I don't want to be in a league that has kickers or defense. If I have to be. It's tradition. This is America. I know, but come on. You're white. How much, you know, that's just in, that's just putting more luck into the game that we don't need. It needs to be about skill, right? It is about skill. Look into a defense. <sighs> I mean, more than kickers for sure. Kickers are just random fucking basically luck. Um, defense, a little bit more, but still. You're relying on a, a, you know, you're shitting on the game right 11 now. Eleven people versus one person, right? That's football, isn't it? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> not fantasy football. <laughs> fantasy football, like you're picking your fucking individual players. You're betting on each eleven person. guys trying to tackle the guy with the ball. I don't get it. It's more luck based than skill. Is what it I'm is, saying. yeah, totally. But it's fine. Anyways, um, I stream defenses. That's why I don't really give a fuck who I draft. Let's each go over our rosters. And so then the folks can tell us um, how much I won this draft by. Um, (laughs) I'll go over my my starting lineup. Um, I got Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Jameer Gibbs, James Conner, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, uh, Chicky is my tight end, and then Calvin Ridley in my flex. Packers is my defense. Uh, then I have on the bench Deontay Johnson, Jordan Addison, Khalil Herbert, 
Romeo Dobbs, Tank Bixby. Holy moly. <laughs> that is a really good um, team. That's a running back room that could really do you good if things work out right. Just wait till you see my receiving room. Wait till you see my <laughs> day. Wait till you see my day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, you can talk about your receiving room all, all you want, but mine is just as good, if not better, than yours is. So you can really just calm down there, bud. No. Oh, come on, bud. Come on there, bud. Come on, bud. All right. Someone so my starting lineup, uh, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, who L. I who I think probably competes for L. the MVP this year. That's an uh, Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook is my starting running backs. LL. Receivers, Stephon Diggs, Almond Ross St. Brown is my starters. Dalkin Kane is tight end. L. Devontae Smith is in my flex. W. <laughs> Broncos defense L. for week one. And on my bench, I have Javante Williams. W. Tyler Lockett. W. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. L. Skymore. W. And Zeke Elliott. L. Skymore is a W? Yeah. Oh, now we're all three on board. It's the first year I've been on board. I'm on board. Go, out, of, out of two seasons? Well, yeah. He, he needed to fucking figure it out. Like, learn how to catch a ball. All that good shit. Yeah. Give a boy some time. Okay. Also. I did. I gave him two years. So. No, this is literally so a second season. I gave him one year. <laughs> no, he, his junior year, James was like, I don't care if he's drafted. He has two years. Absolutely. Trey, who did you have on your team? All right, so here's the team that's going to win this mock draft fantasy league. Okay. Uh, my quarterback is Jalen Hurts, got him in the third w. round. W. I get my running backs are Josh Jacobs and L. Joe Mixon, mm, second L. and fourth rounds. My wide receivers, Jamar Chase, w. first round. Jerry Judy, L. fifth round. So. Michael Pittman, sixth round. I'm going to throw my laptop at you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my tight end is Michael Mayer. Oh. If he doesn't work out, I can find somebody to stream. Uh, defense, the Eagles should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots were drafted, which means I'm going to just pick them up and put them on my team. No, they were definitely drafted. Actually, right after took Michael Mayer. Uh, oh. uh, I'm looking at it. I don't see it. Why don't you see it? It's fucking right in front of your face. Oh, it did Michael happen. Michael Mayer, yep. New England Patriots. Yep, it did happen. Wow. Okay. Never mind. Either way, yeah, stream defenses, but it's a good defense to have. Uh, my backups, Dave Montgomery, Brian Robinson at running back, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. Who's going to be good in the Ravens? Nobody. Does it no, fucking matter? Because someone's got them be. all. Then I got Jonathan Mingo because his last name is cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to be good on that offense. I'm telling you. Yeah, the Panthers and Miles Sanders. I agree. Most likely. And Adam Thielen is a steal if he ends up being that wide receiver one because we're talking at the end of the draft. No one's touching anybody on that fucking offense at all. No, Thielen in any double-digit round is a steal. They're still an NFL team. they got to throw the ball at least 350, 400 times. Someone has to catch the fucking ball. Like That team is being super overlooked as far as receivers go. You just got to choose the right one. All right. Well, that'll do it for our... Uh our mock draft here. We might do another one if you guys want. Uh, maybe throw a super flex or three receiver league in there or something. Switch it up because I know there's a lot of different settings uh, that you guys might want to hear about and how we would draft because the strategy does change. Um, but uh, 
For this one, let us know who won this draft. I think it was me for sure. But um, let us know. Of course, you narcissistic motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I see outside of my starting tight end, really no weak spots. Um, Yeah, your running backs are garbage. Are they? You're you're taking a huge risk. You don't have a clear wide receiver one, (laughs) a running back one. Who who do you think it is? <laughs> I don't have a clear here. wide receiver one. Running he, he back misspoke. one. He said I, he I missed have three one. wide receiver ones. No, you're running back one. I think you fucked up. Four, I, so. I think honestly, uh, I think Tyler did. I have best. four, or five, four. No, I have I have four for sure. Big four. Bigger for sure smash is dra- No way, dude. What are you talking about? Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, and Jamal Williams. Dalvin Cook. We don't even Jamal, know what Javante. the role is going to look like for Dalvin Cook. First of all, his RB2 isn't even his second running back pick because it's going to be Javante Williams. It's a good chance. Maybe. And he killed it. And he has four possible wide receiver ones. Is that not a question mark? Everything's a question mark. We're gambling now, bud. (laughs) All right. I won the draft. We'll see who wins the next one. Probably be me, but. I could literally had the perfect draft, and James was like, I won, no matter what. James could draft a squad of tight ends and say, I won. Yeah, some good-looking tight ends. Shit, I think I won, dude. I got four wide or running back ones. You definitely didn't win. But Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, and Brian Robinson, all running back ones. You think Brian Robinson? I say yes, Antonio Gibson has something to say about that. As an RB1. Antonio Gibson has been trying to say something about that for like three fucking years, and he can't say nothing about anything. So there's that. I got Jamar Chase, right. Jerry Judy, I'm, 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 I'm Michael Pittman. This thing off because <laughs> yeah. we're going to lose followers the more they hear this. Um, so Sorry, I have a solid running back core. We we're not supposed to do that these days, but I do it. <laughs> I'm old God. school. Players better not show up to the game with their motherfucking hoodies on. Yeah. Doing post game interviews. Yeah. Wearing bucket hats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. None of that bullshit. Yeah. Some old school as fuck. Fucking pussies, dude, wearing bucket hats. I don't give a fuck, dude. You trying to run the spread offense? I don't care. Wing T. Yeah. For sure. Wing T. Yeah. You definitely should run that offense. That's a good offense. I'm a genius. Follow me at the FF Fathers if you want to learn. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not going to post anything like that. If you that. want to learn how to run the ball. Yeah, you want to learn how to run yeah, the ball. You're a real football. Is every person on your team 140 pounds? Yeah, you should probably run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, clips from our past. Call status. 1-800-fucking-run-the-ball-140-pounds. pounds Extension. one four zero. 1-800, we can't do math, even though I'm your math teacher. Three yards every time, baby, first down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. Thank you for listening. At the FF Fathers, rate, subscribe, five stars or more. Um, And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you. Just real quick, real quick, real quick. Goodbye. No, 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 real quick, real quick. Are you going to talk about Michael Mayer? No. Oh, okay. If there is something specific you want us to touch on, hit us on, DM us on Twitter. Or the X, let us know. We'll do an episode based around what you're <laughs> looking for. At least, at, at least address your specific question. Let us know what you're looking for, and we'll we'll get back to you on that. Obviously, we, we have no, too we many won't. fucking opinions. So, if you have a question about something, there's a good chance we all have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Mayer, tight end one, but yeah.
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Top 10, though. That's not a big feat. It's not, but... <laughs> Don't make me get into it. I'll start pulling up stats, dude. Or we're not going to do it at this point. Hit with so, the bye. Yeah, Jim, can you close this out, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting on. I'm just waiting on you guys, man. You guys are having the time of your life. I don't want the debate to start because I'm gonna. I'm, I won't stop, and we need. I know. I, I noticed that. That's why I just let it keep going. How long can we keep this thing going? I don't know. Fucking close this out. <laughs> I asked you to. <laughs> At the FF Fathers, rate, subscribe, rate, five stars only. Goodbye. Bye.